and um, he started working um, pretty cool uh, law job in Malibu um, in entertainment law. So very cool. So we are live. Ah! <laughs> oh no, I just got nervous. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Dyslexia Coffee Talk. I'm your host, Ashley, and we have a very special guest for you today, Carla Saravo. Did I say your last name right? That's right. Yay, I did it. <laughs> and I'm going to apologize now for the cat that's clawing at the door, desperate to get in, but I'm not going to let her in. So <laughs> I can't hear the cat. <laughs> So thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad that you were able to do this. Um, everybody you. is such a huge fan of those videos that you make. <laughs> thank you so much. When I um, looked back at your other videos of <laughs> guests that you've had on here, I was like, I think she's reaching out to the wrong person. Why? <laughs> I think this invite was intended for me. <laughs> Um, so it's really an honor to be on with you and I can't believe that you want to talk to me. So thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, you're just, I mean, really, you're making such an impact within the community with the videos that you and your husband are making, because I think one of the big complaints that parents have is, you know, so much of this information seems so difficult to access. And even if you do access it, it's so hard to understand. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But you have found a way to make it not just accessible, but understandable and just absolutely adorable. Oh, thank you so much. That's sort of like the mission that I had in mind um, when I created the very first video. Um, it was actually when schools shut down and I was like having to introduce these difficult concepts to kids remotely. Mm. And, um, and I just knew like, this isn't the kind of thing that their parents are gonna be able to pick up easily and help with at home. So I'm gonna have to come up with some way to make it fun for them, engaging, cause they're just staring at a computer screen for hours all day. And it's gonna have to be something that parents are able to access also and then be able to review and teach their kids at home. So um, I, it's funny because I'm not really particularly passionate about music and I'm not a musician. And um, I, I, at the time when we started putting out these videos, I was a, a literacy interventionist, but I'm not really even this is going to be like a surprise thing to a lot of people, but I'm not really even that passionate about literacy. <laughs> I love helping children. I just know like I, I love teaching literacy because every child needs to learn how to read to access the world. And so I sort of like fell into it just because I knew it was so important to teach kids who struggle to read because it's just a skill that they will need to have forever and they need to be able to access the world. So, um, so I'm passionate about it because I want to help children. It's not because I'm passionate about music and it's not even really because I'm passionate about literacy. It's just because I will do anything to help children. <laughs> well, 
you definitely, I mean, your, I think your passion definitely comes through and, but that's what it's about, right? Helping, helping children and literacy is, you know, I, I've said this numerous times on our page, literacy is the key to self-determination and self-determination is what opens whatever door a person has for themselves, you know, whether it's to be a musician, like your husband or a lawyer or a teacher or yeah whatever yes yeah I totally agree so um yeah so luckily I convinced my husband he's he is so sweet like he just knows how passionate I am about working with children and and I you know I would come home and tell him stories every day about my students who had these struggles and um just knowing like how passionate I was about it, um, he wanted to help too. So that's why he was willing to jump in and do that. And he's the best. I and should have- he's a musician? Yes, he, um, so he's an attorney, but he's also a, a musician on the side. Um, he does, um, he has his own uh, like EDM sort of, career going on and then he also has a rock band and he also dabbles in like pop covers so uh he's kind of all over the place and he sings literacy songs <laughs> so <laughs> that's um so so tell me about like what I mean how did y'all come up with that idea you know I, I know you were coming home and you were telling your husband but I mean that's sort of that's not something that I think people would immediately leap to is, hey, let's make a music video. But that's what y'all did. How did y'all kind of come through to, to thinking um, of that? I, so as um, a literacy interventionist, I had, I taught students, um, some who were dyslexic and just, you know, had many kinds of um, reading struggles but a lot of students with reading struggles tend to be very creative and talented and brilliant in a lot of different ways. And like a lot of, a lot of them are very um, artistic and um, just artistic, athletic. Um, so, and like I said, like I'm not very musical myself, but I had students who were very musical and would like sing little songs in class about things that we were learning. So um, while I was teaching intervention in school, um, I always started an intervention round by interviewing my students and getting to know like what they what their strengths were, what they felt very passionate about. And a lot of times it was something creative. A lot of times it was like sports or they felt um, that they were like really um, strong in the arts. So I would try to pair, cause I know that reading is something that they're not confident about, they struggle with it. So I always like made it my mission to pair the reading part with something that they felt that they were good at. And, and so a lot of my lessons, I would just try to like put that all together. So like for kids who are athletic, I would try to do like fitness challenges and like, like reading fluency and fitness or, and like kids who are artistic, we would be painting like syllable trees and that sort of thing. 
um, because it's sad. Like I would have a lot of my students were um, first graders who are eligible for intervention and sad seeing first graders um, coming to reading intervention like they're so nervous to read that their little tiny palms are sweaty and they're yeah. they're like their little voices are shaking and that's just nothing like I I never want to see a seven-year-old nervous about school like that it's just it's it's heartbreaking so so my mission is just to make reading less scary, less intimidating, and pull in, um, you know, just things that kids feel good about and um, just try to help them feel, you know, less intimidated by the whole thing. So that's how, that's sort of how the music video started and then, and then I do, you know, other kind of like creative projects with my students, just like whatever my students are into, that's what we're doing for our reading lessons. So. I love how colorful, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of playing some of your videos in my head and, you know, the balloons and, you know, you're wearing colorful things, your glasses and <laughs> the props that you use. I mean, it's just so precious. We're getting a lot of comments about from parents saying that their children sing along to your video. <laughs> I didn't think anyone was going to come. Oh. <laughs> People are watching. <laughs> but um, it's just, I mean, like my, like my child is 12, right? And so he's, he's, he doesn't watch your videos because he's totally into like Japanese anime and sitting here going, mom, I'm basically a teenager. So <laughs> basically a teenager. <laughs> but yeah. I, I watch your videos. Yeah. <laughs> I watch your videos and I'm like, he would have loved those when he, when we found out when he, he was dyslexic at the end of first grade, um, you know, his first grade year, his second and third grade years, he absolutely would have adored your videos. He would have, we would have been playing them nonstop on our TV. I think he would have been singing along and dancing to them himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. But I think, yeah, our videos are definitely geared towards um, younger children. Like for, I taught um, a lot of first graders in my intervention classes um, last year during COVID. But um, I, I think there are ways to engage, creative ways to engage a 12 year old who's really into anime, who's like, I'm too cool for this stuff too. Um, <laughs> And I, and that's, um, that's like the fun part about being a teacher is just sort of exploring your students' interests and really getting to know them and trying to weave that into teaching them something that's hard. Um, and it's not like, it's not part of your job description, but it helps when, when you um, learn about your students and what they're really into, so. So I hope that um, your son's, it, your son, right? Yep. Um, I hope um, his teachers have found ways to make it really special and engaging for him. It can be. <laughs> it can be. And he's, um, his, his tutors definitely did. I mean, we always used private tutors and right. they, his, his first one would do, they would do a lesson and then they would draw. 
They would oh, do a cool. lesson and then they would draw. That's awesome. Then would, yeah, then they would play a game. Um, I think all of his tutors used games to sort yeah. of get him through his lessons. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely did too. Yeah, yeah. I had students who were like super competitive, so um, like anything with like points, like you versus you, like they just get so into it. So if they're into it. We're gonna do it every day. <laughs> Very cool. What, do you have more videos planned? Because um, I know, I mean, we're getting a lot of comments that of, from parents and teachers that they love your videos, so. Oh. <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone. Yes, so I just put out um, a brand new video, like just hours ago, and my plan was to sort of like share it as the premiere. Uh, <laughs> on on this chat so should we play it or should we yeah we we absolutely can so screen share is turned on okay um all right let me pull it up so i also have um okay put together a little slideshow oh wait you know what i'm sorry it says it's still loading so i'm just gonna pull it up on youtube Sorry, I wish I had this prepared quicker. <laughs> no worries at all. Okay. Do you do you find the California area a little bit more like background conducive with what y'all are doing? Um just because it's always so bright and sunny. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> it has been so different than New Jersey, especially during COVID. Like in New Jersey, we were trapped inside and did not leave the house for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in California, there are so many things that you can do. You can hike, you can go to the beach um, where, you know, you don't have to worry about being so close to everyone. And yeah, the weather has been beautiful. So it's, it's been such a change. Very beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> the weather has been awesome. Okay. I think I have it up and ready to go. So I'm going to share my screen. Can you see that? We can. Okay. I'll make it full screen. Okay. So um, my other songs have been mostly about like syllable division and um, by syllable type, but this video is about um, like the steps for decoding. Awesome. Um, and they sort the steps that are listed here, they sort of range um, starting with like really basic and then um, they get to like more of an intermediate level. But um, it's a parody of the song Blinding Lights by uh, The Weeknd, um, which was on the Super Bowl. That's like, it's hard because I don't really like know all the cool songs, but but um, usually like my students would tell me what the cool songs are, and then and like I'd just go with whatever they're into. <laughs> but um, but I saw the weekend on the Super Bowl, and I was like, guess he's cool. That's gonna be our next one. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll play it and just let me know if you can hear everything. Okay, can you hear that? Is it too loud? Or I think it's good. The volume went away. 
comments too oh <laughs> thanks for the love that is so cute how, okay i have to wait how, how where do you even get those outfits <laughs> amazon.com like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um oh no i actually saw um a bunch of uh kids wearing them on the internet and i was like they must think that's cool so that's like something that they would be into <laughs> I'm just, I'm just blown away at the creativity, really, oh, behind what y'all are creating. I mean, that's just, I'm not creative in that way. <laughs> I'm always just like, I don't know how you come up with that. <laughs> well, thank you. Really, I'm so lucky to have my husband. He is the real talent. Like, I feel, I feel bad because I get so much credit for these things. And, <laughs> but he, he really, it takes a lot of work to create those like the recording the oh like the music oh my gosh it's it's a lot for him and he's just so sweet to you know it's not <laughs> it's not really his field he's not really into literacy or <laughs> he's just he will do anything to help me help children so I'm so lucky to to be married to him <laughs> well and he's a good singer too so yeah he is he's the best <laughs> I think <laughs> um, I think you said too that you had a couple of slides to share. Yeah. Um, so I also wanted to share that um, actually my songs sort of led to this, but um, uh, the concepts that I talk about in my songs were um, really from this training that I had, uh, like a professional development course that I went through. Um, from um, the Institute for Multisensory Education. 
And um, after I released some of these songs with their instructional content, um, they reached out to me um, and they were like, hey, we love your songs. Like, can we share them? Um, would you wanna make like other kinds of videos for us? And I was like, yeah. And now I actually work for them full time. And um, part of my job is to create free resources for teachers and parents. Um, it's not my official job title, but I call myself the freebie fairy. <laughs> um, just, um, so my thing is creating um, other kinds of resources, not all songs, but just things that teachers can use in the classroom or parents can use at home to engage um, children who struggle with reading or children who don't struggle with reading or just learning how to read. Um, but it's all, you know, um, based on structured literacy, Orton Gillingham, the science of reading, it's all aligned with that. So, um, but I'll show you, uh, let's see, I'll share my screen again and share. Can you see my screen? Yep. All right, it should be better at this because it's like part of my job. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I know there's like a lot uh, in the science of reading world about the reading characters and people have a lot, just a lot of passionate feelings about reading characters. Um, so, but I think the reason that teachers are still using those reading characters like, you know, try and lion and stretchy snake and all that. I think the reason that they still use them is because they are, the concept of it, like a little, a little cartoon character is engaging for children. Definitely. So, um, so it's easy to get buy-in from kids who are, who are resistant to, um, to, learning to read or aren't crazy about it or, or who struggle with it, it's an easy way to get kids to buy into what you're selling. Basically, like as a teacher, I feel like I'm just selling content to my kids. So, um, so I wanted to create uh, characters who are like cute and funny, but still sort of like follow the structured literacy approach um, and that are aligned with that. So um, this is a, a free resource that I put out with IMSE um, and they're, um, they're available as like classroom posters and slides and also little bookmarks. So after we put them out, um, this teacher on Instagram posted her um, using them with her students. So I just put in a little clip of how they're used here. What reading strategy did you use over here? Um, Blendy Wendy. Nice job. Sounds together. So, um, it's just sort of like a cool thing to refer to for kids who are like, oh, which skill am I practicing right now? Like what, I forget what I should be doing when I get to this part that I'm struggling with. Um, so um, my job with IMSC is to create like a bunch of resources like this for um, kids to use in the classroom or they can use them at home. So um, 
I and love this. I mean, instead of like Eagle Eye, you've got Lefty Larry and <laughs> Lindy Windy. That's so cute. Thank you. Um, so all these resources I put out weekly on IMSE's Facebook. So um, they're the name of the Facebook page is Orton Gillingham hyphenated and um, they go out every week and they're all they're mostly like just Google Docs so you don't have to like you don't have to sign up for anything or like pay anything they're all just like completely free every week um, a lot of times I do like just funny blending boards like this um, with like little characters or um, I also, I put some lessons in here, like open and closed syllables. These are all free, um, you know, teaching, like changing the vowel sound, or um, I have some free magic E lessons. Um, so, but anyway, I just want people, I want more people to have access to these and know about them. And, um, and I, that's what I'm here to do, just get my, <laughs> get my ideas out into the world for teachers and parents to use with kids. So. That's awesome. I love how, you know, there's, there's a lot of debate, I, I feel like, about the science of reading and how boring it is, you know, and <laughs> how the science of reading is only decoding. And it's, you know, it, it's like, when people are debating it, they forget about all of the other strands of the reading rope, right? That yeah. My, one of my <laughs> favorite part of the debates is just how everybody talks about how boring it is. And <laughs> what I like about what you've done is you've, you've stripped away that argument just through the presentation of the materials and the videos. And I honestly feel like as an advocate, if anybody wants to talk about how boring it is, all I have to do is go, well, here, yeah. look at this. Tell me how boring that is. Yeah, but there is a need for engaging resources that are aligned with structured literacy um, and that are aligned with all the research. Um, so I like I think that's just another reason that it's not in every classroom yet because there is a need for resources like this. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what, why I'm on this mission to make everything free, make everything accessible um, because I want it to be in more classrooms and I want it to be engaging. I mean, there are a lot of teachers who have you know the same kind of like creative thoughts that I have but it's it's a lot of work to to learn all of the research and then to make it engaging so yeah. um but I think more people are starting to catch on and and create resources that are similar to this so and I do think that we're reaching more kids in more classrooms so I think we're on the right path <laughs> I think so. And it, you know, and it speaks to my heart because so much of what we try to provide is, you know, free access to the content, free access to the information. Um, you know, as an advocate that gets involved in too many issues or not too many, you know, I'll get involved in every issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, there's, there's so much debate around, out there about so many pieces, but a lot of what we need to be talking about within a movement as a whole is that the kids that are getting saved tend to be from the more affluent families. And that's because things cost so much money. Yeah. You know, there's an amazing Ted talk. Um, I wish I could remember her name, but of course I've just gone completely blank. I'll put the link in the comments about it's a young woman who talks about, you know, she learned to read because she was a child of privilege. Mm. Her parents could afford everything that she needed because she wasn't getting that through her regular education, right? Right. But because of that, we are leaving behind far too much of our kit, you know, of our population, way too many of our children. Um, and so I want the information out there to be free and accessible to parents and families so that they can help their children. Or even if they're dyslexic themselves, maybe it's even a tool to help themselves. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And um, yeah, the gap is is scary and, and we need to have this information in every classroom so that every child has, you know, access to quality literacy instruction. Yeah. But I love how it's accessible through teachers as well, because it's just going to help teachers across the country implement the materials within their classrooms as well. Yeah. That's the hope. So instead of downloading Eagle Eye and all of those other posters, they can just download yours and use that when they're working with their kids. Yeah, I, I hope they will. <laughs> yeah. Does ISME have um, tools on their site? I mean, I unfortunately, I don't know enough as much about ISME as I should. So I'm not trying to put you on the spot with this question. I apologize in advance. <laughs> so I know that they have trainings, but with some of the materials, are there some ex, uh, explanatory pieces that kind of go along with those things so that people know how to use them? Yes, um, we're actually working, another part of my job right now is to create this whole library of resources um, just for, well, we have resources for teachers, all free resources for teachers, and then we have a whole separate project um, just for parents, and we're working on building it up, but we partnered with um, some expert teachers, expert literacy um, instructors, who are just super knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the science of reading and, um, and they uh, create these really cool engaging videos for parents to show parents like how to work on specific skills with their kids at home. And then we have um, sort of like paired those videos with um, um, content from some of our, um, the trainers at IMSC um, who are experts. And so we're putting together these digital resources in like a big library that are, and so like this library is all going to be um, free for parents to learn about, yeah, about all of this stuff. So, um, and we have some of those resources already available on the Facebook page. So again, it's the name of the Facebook page is Orton Gillingham with a hyphen and the company is the Institute for Multisensory Education and it's all free and it's all accessible and we'll do anything to 
get this information to every family and every teacher. <laughs> so, so tell me what your YouTube channel is called. Um, my YouTube channel is Mrs. Sarabo, my personal. Um, that's where all the literacy songs are. Um, but then I also have created other um, sort of like at home for parents teaching their children uh, uh, resources and they are on the IMSC YouTube channel. And um, if you just look up IMSE, <laughs> that's where you can find all those little activities. I will definitely connect um, our YouTube channel to, to both oh, of those. Awesome. Thank you. We like sharing um, your videos and I will share that one today, definitely that you oh. showed with us. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, how, um, how best I'm trying, um, do you ever have like the question in your head and you just can't find the right words to get the All the time. I have like, I have the worst word retrieval, which is not good for like this situation where <laughs> you need to talk in front of people who are <laughs> waiting. Um, where, where would you suggest a parent? So a, a parent has a young child, right? Um, kindergarten, first grade, you know, and they're kind of going out, where would you kind of recommend that they begin? Is, is there like a starting point? Um, well, um, I think the actually the IMSC Facebook. I mean, I don't know if everybody has Facebook. So we're trying to put our resources out like everywhere. <laughs> um, I think the Facebook page is a good place to start because um, there's sort of a variety of resources. Um, there is we um, we have experts on staff who write um, like blogs and journal articles about the science of reading and um, things specifically for parents. So, um, so there's a lot to read about on there. Um, so that's a good place to start. That's, uh, it's also on the IMSC website, imsc.com. Um, some of the articles written are just really super informative and written at a level where I think um, like a beginner parent um, could get on board and start to understand and um, and then on the Facebook page, there um, are a lot of like quick free resources that, as well that would um, help take parents from like one step to the next, trying to navigate that. Definitely. So I want to ask a favor. Okay. <laughs> With your future video releases, send me an IM so that I'm aware of them immediately and can share them immediately oh. because I want to get those out to our community. That's and so nice. Be able to see them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I really appreciate you sharing them. It's that's awesome. Well, I'm so I'm just so grateful that you and your husband are making them because anything that we can do, I think, as a community to make the materials more accessible, especially for the kids, right? Yeah. That's that, that's the goal. That's the mission. <laughs> Yeah, and what you're doing for children is incredible. I think it's just so so awesome how you're getting parents informed and on board and 
and fighting for what your children deserve and and how lucky your son is to have you as such a, a strong advocate for not only him, but other kids who who need you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. He wishes that I didn't. He'd like me to shut up. But because <laughs> he's cool. He's he's <laughs> too too cool for school. Too cool for the room, definitely. He's <laughs> got that teenage vibe kind of good. Yeah, I think that's everything. Teenage well. years start when they're nine. <laughs> <laughs> and it just gets worse from there. <laughs> Yeah, you won't be cool again until until he's like 20. So <laughs> exactly. exactly. But then he's when he is 20, he's really gonna appreciate everything that you've done for him. So I hope so. And I think he's gonna recognize how much you've done for this community. And wow, he's lucky. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's incredibly sweet. Um so Thank you so much for coming on with us today and spending time and premiering your video. Because <laughs> Thank you so much for having That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I can't, again, I cannot believe that you asked me to be here when I was scrolling back and looking at the people I had on here. I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and I can't believe the people actually watched me. So you to the people who tuned in <laughs> it's, it's it's admittedly it's it's been a big season and I I have to admit that you know when we were kind of coming into season two I was like you know what I'm just going to throw caution to the wind and ask and see what they say and they all said yes so oh, it's so cool <laughs> wow. yeah and it's awesome that the people who have this information are you know just willing to get it out there however they can and I know like I know a lot of the guests that you had on here, they do, they do um, speak for free and, and they, they help out a lot wherever they can. So Definitely. Um, yeah, so it's great to have people who have that information and are just eager to get it out there and lucky that you asked them and they accepted and you brought that all to your community. Well, thank you. So I'm going to do a quick plug. The season is almost over. I know it's been a shorter season this season, this year than it was last year. We only have two more coffee talks planned for this season, but I'm in planning for season three. So our remaining two coffee talks are Saturday, May 1st. We're going to have Margie Gillis with Literacy How, and we're going to be talking specifically with the parent community about how do you help transform your district from a balanced literacy district into a science of reading district. And then I think it's May 8th, we have influencer Jennifer Opal with us, a young woman from the UK who is a rock star in the IT world. And uh, she's got an amazing story um, from obviously she had a significant struggle with her dyslexia. She was homeless at one point, And now she's not she's this rock star influencer within our community so we're very excited to talk with her and yes that's a reschedule um, from earlier in the season when due to unfortunate circumstances she wasn't able to join us then but we were still able to get her for this season so and then we'll wrap up season two and relaunch season three probably late september we're already working on that too so i'll definitely tune in for that thank you 
So Carla, again, thank you so much for joining us today. And I really look forward to your next videos and everything that you have coming for you in your future. Thank you so much for having me. I loved getting to meet you in person on Zoom. <laughs> Hopefully one day in person, in person. <laughs> yeah. All right. Everybody have a really great weekend. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.